0: Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. All right, guys, we are on the All Around Joe Podcast here, and this is all about intermittent fasting, why, how, and how much you should be doing your intermittent fasting. So I actually recorded this podcast yesterday, but having had a little bit of time away from it, I decided to re-record it because yesterday I woke up and I had really bad sleep. So if you are the type of person that doesn't let your body sleep as much as it wants on a regular basis, you might want to try that because that's how I roll. And so I can tell when I'm just not feeling great because I didn't have good sleep. We ended up having to sleep on a side neighborhood street just with cars driving by and whatnot, because we couldn't find a campground. For some reason, a lot of places will shut down or close the gate on campgrounds after dark, so you can't self-register, which really is a bummer, because sometimes we roll in at night, and there's no camping that we can have, and the streets you're not supposed to technically sleep in your car, so you're like, what am I supposed to do? So we do stealth camping, which means that we just pull into some neighborhood put the shades up, and hope that nobody knocks on our door. And that's what we did. But for whatever reason, I have a really hard time sleeping when that happens. And that was the case the other night. So I decided to try and record this podcast so I can give you guys some better content, a little more energy into the podcast, and a little bit more of a directed thought process. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. Like I said, why you'd want to do it how you want to do it, and how much or how often you want to do it. But before we jump right into that, this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my at-home or on-the-road, hardly-any-equipment-needed program where you can do daily workouts that are exactly the workouts that Emily and I are doing. You can get coaching from myself. You can get nutrition coaching. It's all included in the Get Better Project. All you have to do is head over to getbetterprojectcom slash getbetter. And if you want to get better starting today, you just sign yourself up and we'll get you rolling. So the daily workouts go all the way from body weight only to just you need a couple dumbbells to all the way up to full gym stuff if you want to rock out with a full gym. This podcast is also brought to you by Blonix, which is my go-to creatine product. I keep getting back to this product because it is so good, I just can't get enough of it. So... I highly recommend that you go to Blonix.com, use the code Joe, get yourself some HMB plus creatine. I get products sent to me all the time from all kinds of companies, and this one I just continue to buy because it is that much better. So I recommend and I definitely agree with the fact of paying more money for a better product, and that's what I believe Blonix is, and that's why Blonix is bringing this show to you today. So head over to Blonix.com, use the code AllAroundJoe to get yourself 10% off. Okay, let's jump right into the content of this podcast. I also have some really good links and things that I used when I was doing research for this podcast at the show notes. So if you go to AllAroundJoe.com slash 220, you can get to the show notes and the links of other professionals. So if you're looking to deep dive further into what we're talking about today, then head over to AllAroundJoe.com. And put 220 at the end and you will get to the show notes. So first things first, what is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting, also called time-restricted eating, mostly by uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, which I highly recommend that you guys have her on your radar, is the practice of limiting the amount of time that you are eating per 24-hour period. Most commonly when someone refers to intermittent fasting they are talking about either an 8 and 16 split so you would eat for 18 hour 18, uh, 8 hours excuse me and you would not eat or fast for 16 hours or the other popular one that you would hear is a 10 14 so you would eat for 10 hours fast for 14 hours now it could be anywhere in between and obviously it's not always going to be perfect but those are the common timeframes that people are using for what is called intermittent fasting. Okay. Technically intermittent fasting is usually going to be without any calories in that fasting window, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Like, should you have coffee? Should you have amino acids? Should you have butter in your coffee? Is that going to break your fast? So bulletproof style coffee. So we'll get into that a little bit, but the benefits that they found with this type of fasting are enhanced weight loss, which most of our population is looking for increased energy via your ability to use fat as energy. So essentially you're burning body fat, producing more ketones. Ketones are cool. If you haven't read about or haven't listened to my podcast on utilizing ketones for energy, you should do that. Uh, autophagy. Which is really, really cool stuff. Uh, what that means is basically when your body replaces some of the less protect, productive parts of the cell. So, cleaning up cells has been shown to increase immunity, suppress tumors, and much more. So, it's a really good thing. Uh, basically, your eating shuts down, or eating shuts down autophagy. So, when you are eating, you have this autophagy shutdown. So, the cells are not cleaning themselves out. So, when you're fasting, it enhances or kicks up the autophagy and you get this really great product of having new fresh cells. I mean, as you know, probably if you don't good, it's good for you. Our bodies replace themselves constantly. I forget what, how many months it takes for our, to basically say that we have a completely new body, but there's certain parts of our body that are replacing themselves at a much faster rate and a slower rate. So it depends on what the cells we're talking about. But we're constantly replacing ourselves. It's like the skin that I have right now is going to be completely different skin next year. So if you think about that, it's pretty interesting to think about the aging process then. Because each time our cell replaces itself, it actually comes back less good as the last time. And that's why we age. It's an interesting thing. So, if you could figure out how to make the cell come back exactly as it was before, then we wouldn't age. And it's kind of getting into this autophagy thing where, like, the cells are getting rid of the junk that they don't need or are less productive, and that's what autophagy is. So, it's good stuff. We also have reduced insulin resistance, and this is great for type 2 diabetes. So... What we want is we want insulin sensitivity, not insulin resistance, and essentially that's what is happening or has been shown to happen is you have increased insulin sensitivity when you're doing intermittent fasting. And last but not least, it lowers the LDL or the bad cholesterol, so that's also been shown. Personally, I've been doing some some sort of intermittent fasting for about two years now, I originally got into it because I was doing the Inside Tracker blood testing, which I still do and I recommend that you do. And if you want to get 10% off, use the code AllAroundJoe at InsideTracker.com. So they had recommended it for increasing the or decreasing fasting blood glucose numbers, which I've never been in the too high, like, worried about it so much, but I know that there's a lot of research that shows you want your fasting blood glucose numbers to be nice and low. And that is going to help you with longevity and intermittent fasting, as you can see with insulin sensitivity would help that out. So that's why I've been playing around with it for quite some time. And it's been just coming up more and more So I wanted to do more of a deep dive into this. And just so you guys know, I'm getting my information from a couple of really good sources here that I recommend that you check out. Like I said earlier, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is really great at giving you information on this. Ben Greenfield has some awesome stuff on fasting and intermittent fasting. I even got some information from the Bulletproof blog. And then last but not least, James Clear had some interesting information as well. So those are the people that I'm giving shout outs to that I did deep dives into their information for this particular podcast. And if you want to get to the links that I actually used or that I, where I did my research, you can find those on this blog post by going to allaroundjo.com slash 220. All right. So what does a diet setup look like for intermittent fasting? And then here's what I use on a regular basis. So at like 10 a.m., Or let's say I'm gonna get up at like between 7 and 8 a.m. And then around 9 or 10 a.m. I'm gonna work out. And then about between 12 and 1 p.m. would be when I have my first meal. Okay? And for me something that what that would look like would be a green shake or a salad, so like a kale salad with some chicken, some cheese, some green goddess dressing. And then wait a couple hours and I might have three to four eggs, a cup of oatmeal, some blueberries in the oatmeal. And then I would wait a couple more hours around 5pm. I might have some more protein could be for me. It's usually not lean beef, but I, for most people that don't have an issues with uh, iron, I would definitely recommend doing some sort of lean organic grass fed beef, some sweet potatoes, maybe Uh, 7pm. I might have a plant-based protein shake, At 8 p.m., a veggie sausage with some butternut squash noodles, which are freaking fantastic. We get those at Whole Foods. Highly recommend them. With some goat cheese and some marinara sauce. We usually get Rao's marinara sauce just because the ingredients list is really good. So you put those things together. That's a great meal. And then at 8.45, I might have a perfect bar. And that would be what it would look like. So I'd be going from like either 12 to 8 or from 1 to 9 p.m., depending on when I decide that I want to eat. And I, I've also found that the best way to do this is to not do it constantly. So I had a, about a six or nine month period where I did it every single day. Okay. And I found that if I were to take breaks one or two times a week and like have breakfast and eat at different times and do some refeeding type stuff, it gave me better results. So I recommend doing that rather than trying to, uh, do this hundred percent of the time. So know that you can have like your cheat day and you just throw everything out the window during that particular day. I do recommend though, trying to stick with this eight hour window. I think that that worked better for me or has worked better for me than the 10 hour window. So shorter rather than longer for the eating period. And the hard part then becomes getting in all of your calories, and your macronutrients, so proteins, fats, and carbs, in that particular time frame. So if you're the type of person that's looking to lose weight, that's great. Although I've found that if I have not enough time it's harder for me to get the, you know, let's say like enough protein in that particular window. So it becomes even more important to track it with something like my Fitness Pal to make sure that you're getting close to those needs. Because I know if I don't have enough protein, like let's say I only get to hundred grams of protein because I didn't track it that day and I, but I just, I ate until I was satisfied. Then I don't have the strength when I'm in the gym. So it actually takes quite a bit out of what I'm trying to accomplish. Which means that you're going to have to track in order to make sure that you're hitting close to your macronutrient goals in this limited time period. Makes sense, right? So some really interesting studies that I found while I was doing this research is Dr. Rhonda Patrick cited a study that said women who have had breast cancer, who ate in a 11 hour window, so actually a bigger window, right? But they were still intermittent fasting versus not intermittent fasting, had a 36% reduction in breast cancer reoccurrence. So, it's showing that maybe this autophagy thing had some something to do with cells coming back stronger, they not as much opportunity with the junk in the cells to produce the cancer, something that's pretty interesting. Um, the coffee thing. All right. So, typically what we'll say is with intermittent fasting, the calories are what's going to break your fast. Although, if you d- deep dive into what Ro- Dr. Rhonda Patrick is saying, she's saying that the caffeine in the coffee and the coffee in and of itself will technically break the fast, but in going deeper into the research and reading about what other people are saying, if you're trying to go strictly for longevity, you may want to not have coffee in your fasting window, okay? Because you're going to get an increased, I believe you're going to get an increased autophagy. Signal so your your cells are going to come back better, but there's also some information showing, and Ben Greenfield agrees with this that it's going to increase your fat burning potential if you do have coffee in that fasting window, and that because there are no calories, that technically you're not breaking your fast. So there are some interesting things that are happening here, and the conclusions are that they need to do more research in order to really understand what is happening. They don't 100% know. But majority of the people are saying that they're getting better results by having coffee during the fast than not having coffee during the fast. As far as putting things in your coffee, like Bulletproof, Bulletproof, because they're a company, they say that, and I'm just saying this, because they are a company that sells stuff like Bulletproof coffee, so fat in your coffee, they are all for having that during your fasting period. All of the research that I've read and listened to says that that is false and that's actually breaking your fast. So then you're going into something that's more of like either a just a ketosis diet if you're not having carbohydrates or maybe like a carb backloading thing. It's not technically intermittent fasting. Sorry, Bulletproof guys. But they did have a bunch of good information on their website, which is why I'm citing them here. So is it intermittent fasting if you have uh, creamer or any kind kind of calories in your coffee? No, it's not. You need to have just black coffee. But just black coffee can actually enhance the intermittent fasting. Okay, so there you have it. Also, with the amino acid thing, technically, if you're having the amino acids, it is going to also decrease the effectiveness of the intermittent fasting. And technically there are calories in your amino acids. So you would not be able to have those and be intermittent fasting. That being said, if you're getting up and doing a whole bunch of really high intensity or just like high volume cardiovascular stuff in the morning, you may, excuse me, you may want to have those instead and break the fast earlier in order to get the benefits of the amino acids to recover faster, to build more muscles, all that fun stuff. So you just have to weigh this out. And maybe you're just doing that two days a week, but you're doing the full intermittent fasting five days a week, and then you're getting the benefits of all of it, which is what I am trying to do and which I recommend doing. I don't think that doing anything super strict all the time is the best way of doing it. All right. So there's the amino acids for you. Oh, before I forget, if you are a Shift worker. There was some really interesting stuff that I found here and I I highly recommend that you deep dive into this. So shift worker, like people that work nights or have inconsistent schedules. I know that I have a lot of people close to me that do that. So I hope that you're listening to this podcast. They were showing or there's a lot of information showing that because you are a shift worker and because you have Eating at an inconsistent time frame on a regular basis, that has been shown that it might be the reason for this increased cancer risk and things like that, increased disease risk, because we're not getting the proper autophagy and the cleaning of the cells that you should have. So, what I would highly recommend based off of what I found was that if you are a shift worker, like let's say that you're a firefighter and you work these 24 hour periods, and sometimes you have to get up in the middle of the night and go to a fire or an emergency. I would still try and keep your eating schedule. So that would mean that you would be in a fasted state even if you got up in the middle of the night because that has been shown to keep that autophagy going. So let's say that you're just going to hold on to eating from 12 noon until 8 p.m. Even if you were in the station and you had to get up at 2 a.m. and do some hard physical activity, you would not eat until it came back around. You could have coffee, whatever, and that's going to mess with your sleep and all that fun stuff, but it would keep the cell autophagy, so cell regeneration, healthy and moving forward from what I understand. So really good information there. I hope you guys will take that to heart and either do more research on it or just start keeping that window consistent so that your bodies are going to stay more healthy. And it's weird thing about eating, how it goes, turns on and off that cell autophagy. And there's a couple other factors that get turned on and off, but it seems to be much healthier to stick with that consistent window of eating and not let it spread out more than one to two days a week. Okay, there we have it. All right, so another thing, Ben Greenfield fasting schedule is really interesting. So I want to bring that up. So what he does is a daily 12 to 16 hour uh, fast. So he's kind of moving in and out, right? Not the same all the time. Probably depends on the activity level. And then one to two times a month, he does a 24-hour fast, which has also been shown to be very uh, beneficial for you. And a 24-hour fast, what most people think of is taking a whole day off. But really, it's much easier than that. What you would do is, let's say you did it on the weekend. You would eat all the way up until, let's say, 8 p.m. And at 8 p.m., you would stop eating for a 24-hour period, but 24 hours is going to be 8 p.m. on Saturday night until 8 p.m. on Sunday night. So then at 8 p.m. on Sunday night, you would have food and you could have that dinner. So it's much easier than you think of having, you know, from taking Saturday off completely after you eat Friday night and then eat Sunday morning. So he does that one to two times a month and then four times a year does a fasting mimicking diet, the FMD, which is what uh, Emily and I have done before and we're going to be doing again after Thanksgiving here. So if you guys are interested in that at all, let us know or uh, head head over to allaroundjoe.com and do a search for Fasting Mimicking Diet and I've got all kinds of information on that there. So really interesting, good stuff. It's a five-day uh, fasting mimicking diet. So you get to eat some food, but it's going to give you the same benefits of actually doing the full water fast, but a little bit healthier for you. So that is, I thought it was interesting that Ben works those fasting things into his regular schedule like that. Uh, intermittent fasting for, or fasting differences for men and women has been shown that women do better if they have food before they're working out. So if you are a woman and you like to work out in the morning, you might want to have food in the morning, then work out and then have your fast begin later in the day. So you can do this intermittent fasting at any particular time. I personally like to have it with missing my breakfast meal but you could do it missing your dinner meal as well and men have been shown to not really matter so they can do fasted am workouts and it doesn't really bother them or change their hormonal system too much but women have been shown to have a better time with eating beforehand or eating earlier on which if you're you know a male female couple and you are trying to do the same diet this can be problematic but it's it is what it is and you can try different things and see what works for you so working out while fasting the best thing to do or the most beneficial is obviously you can do whatever change it up try different things but the most beneficial has been shown to avoid glycogen depletion while you are fasting what that means is you could do long slow distance type of cardio you could do explosive stuff but you want to stay away from that like 8 to 12 repetition bodybuilding style training so you could do you know 0 to or 1 to 5 reps really heavy stuff you could do you know the cardiovascular running or, you know, riding or whatever. And that works as well. Basically just staying away from the glycogen burning. But like I said, I would do that and I would try it different times, but I wouldn't have it be my mainstay. And this is just what studies have shown to be most effective while you are in your fasted state. Okay guys, that is it. That is what I have for you. I hope that you take this information and if you have questions, put them in the show notes at allarangio.com slash 220. This stuff has been very beneficial. I definitely recommend that you do it. I have been doing it for a while and like I said, you don't do everything like 100% of the time, it's best to do it in and out, but try it for yourself. Everybody's a little bit different. And like I said, let me know if you have any questions because I'm full of information on this right now. And I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button. And we love it when you give us reviews. Every five-star review that we get helps us to get our podcast out to more people. And I'm trying to get to a hundred five star reviews on iTunes. We are getting there one person at a time. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe, turn on your notifications, and I will be coming at you once a week or more on with these videos. So, and podcast. Yeah. All right, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, make sure that you're on my feel good Friday email list. You can get signed up for that just by going to allaroundjoe.com. And I send out an awesome email about what I'm up to every single Friday. Uh, In fact, I've got to go and get one of those written up right now. All right. And uh, if you want to get daily workouts from the Get Better Project, head over to thegetbetterproject.com and sign up today. We'd love to have you. It is my at-home online workout program, and we are crushing it, getting new people signed up all the time, and we'd love to help you get better today. All right. I will see you guys soon. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self improvement